This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. The Dynasty Stock Report Series continues with Part 3 of 8. Today, I will be talking about every relevant offensive skill player for fantasy from every team in the NFC South. If you missed parts one or two, please go back and listen to them. In part one, I talked about every team from the NFC East. In part two, I talked about every team from the NFC North. So let's get right into it. And again, going alphabetical order, let's start with the Atlanta Falcons. At the quarterback position, I will say Matt Ryan is stock neutral. I don't think much has changed in terms of what he's going to be asked to do. But I do say that I think he's still a dynasty buy. I think people are overall still don't value how good and consistent he is in terms of fantasy football. I don't think people realize that he's going to be asked to be the focal point of that offense again, even with the signing of Todd Gurley, who I'll get to momentarily. I think Matt Ryan, I think their defense still has some work to do. So I think he's going to be asked to throw a lot. He'd be a guy who I think is locked in as a QB one. He's got top five, top six, upside. We've seen that in the past, but even if he doesn't reach that top five upside because no rushing ability, I think he's safely going to be in that six to 10, six to 11 range. And I think, you know, he's a guy that is going to age well in terms of being productive as he gets older, you know, and continues to age. But I still do think he's a guy that is a guy that I wouldn't mind buying in most dynasty formats, you know, as a guy that could be at my rock solid starter for the next three or four years still. If we take this at a running back position, you know, Todd Gurley, I think I'll say stock neutral on Todd Gurley because last year at this time, he was in a good offense with the Rams. We still had some injury concerns. There was a rookie, you know, drafted in Darrell Henderson that maybe was going to take some work, you know, and now he's going to a new team and there's not much on the depth chart behind him. No one else is even relevant and worthy of me discussing, you know, so, but so I'll say stock neutral. But I do think in terms of he not he would not be a guy that I'd want to be actively buying because I still think the the cost of him, I think, and the name is still going to cost you something. But he would not be a guy that I'd be looking to sell either because I do think he could be very productive this year. So unless someone's willing to overpay and, you know, and then I'm not a contender or I'm a few years away. Listen, if I'm not a contender this year, I would sell. Todd Gurley, whether it's before the season, whether it's during the season, if he's doing well, I don't think Todd Gurley is going to be in Atlanta after this year, to be frankly, frankly honest with you. So I think they're going to use him a lot. I like him in redraft leagues. I like him in best ball leagues. I think he's a great third round pick, you know, in this offense, I think you're going to see them utilize him to his fullest capacity and then probably hit the the free agent market next year or hit the draft market. And Todd Gurley will be on another team next year. But I do think for this year, I'm intrigued by his skill set. If you take this to the wide receivers, I think Julio Jones is a stock neutral. I still would be willing to buy him though, because I do think people, because of his age, people are a little bit lower on Julio Jones and they love Calvin Ridley, who I'll get to in a second. 
But I still think Julio Jones has got a couple really great years left. And even after those really great years might be another good or very good year. So I think there's still a period of time that if people are looking to get out because they think he's going to fall off a cliff sooner rather than later, I don't think that. I think there's plenty to go around in Atlanta. I think he is going to be a wide receiver one for, I would say, this year and at least one more year after it. And then I still think he could have some wide receiver two years after that as well. So he'd still be a guy that I'm very much intrigued to get in on my roster. Calvin Ridley, if you've been listening to these shows, he, Witt, Terry McLaurin, and Nicole Hardman are my three favorite dynasty buys in all of the NFL. I was screaming from the hilltop when he was drafted not to worry about Julio Jones being there, that there was plenty to go around. He's had a very good to great first two rookie seasons. I think he's set to explode this year. I think he's this year's Chris Godwin. I think there's enough to go around to make him and Julio Jones wide receiver ones. I think he should be drafted as a wide receiver one in redraft leagues. And I think his dynasty value is top 10, top 12 wide receiver as well. And I don't think that's where his consensus rankings is. So I'd be buying Calvin Ridley wherever I could buy him. I'd be getting him on my roster wherever I can get him. Uh, No one else really at the wide receiver position, I think, has much dynasty value long term. So no one else really worth talking about. Uh, To continue with the theme of liking the Falcons in general, I think Caden Hurst is stock up and I think he's a dynasty. Buy. I think I liked him coming out of college. Obviously, that Mark Andrews developed this year, but I think Hayden Hurts, when given an opportunity, has shown some you know, skill set. I think he's a guy who can do more after the catch than Austin Hooper did last year. And I think he's going to step into a pretty significant work uh, t- target share. So I like him and where he's being valued right now across the board, redraft, dynasty, best ball. I think he's a value in all of them. He'd be a guy I'd be looking to get on my dynasty teams or any of my other teams this year for sure. I'm a fan of Hidden Hurst and I think he's going to be a productive tight end there and a tight end one in fantasy for sure. If we take this to the next team in the NFC South and that is the Carolina Panthers, Listen, nothing you could say but stock up on Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he finally's got an opportunity to start. He's in a he's going to be working with Joe Brady, a young creative offensive coordinator. He's going to get every opportunity to be the answer long term for them. He signed the decent contract. He's at least I this year. I wouldn't go over the top because if they struggled, I could see them making a bold move for Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields in the draft next year. So I wouldn't value him as more than a you know mid to low QB2 in dynasty and i think he's that's at that value i think he's a good buy because his stock is up i think they have a terrible defense i think he's going to be asked to throw a lot this year and you know i think he's going to I think a lot of that, the scheme with Joe Brady is going to scheme a lot of things open and Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is going to reap the benefits. So he's a stock up and a dynasty buy. Just understand that it could be more on the short term side if they, as a team, they don't, you know, win games enough and they're in position to get a, you know, potential superstar franchise quarterback in next year's draft. Uh, Running back, Christian McCaffrey, is there anything to say? You know, probably the number one dynasty running back or him or Saquon Barkley. I'm not going to make a strong argument either way. I think right now, Christian McCaffrey, it's hard to say he's not. Uh, he's locked up long term. He's not going anywhere. The offense that Joe Brady's going to concoct up, I think, is going to continue to make Christian McCaffrey the focal point and put him in situations to be successful, similar to what Clyde Edwards Hilaire had for him last year in the past game for LSU. So I think Christian McCaffrey, you know, for the next couple of years, lock, rock solid, 
stud dynasty running back, you know, top three, top five lock with RB1 potential each and every single season. Uh, at the wide receiver position, I think this is more interesting. I'm going to say stock down on Robbie Anderson. I don't think he sees as many opportunities or targets with the Panthers as he did with the Jets. Uh, I think he's going to be used a lot. His tactical value and his, the value he might bring to an offense is going to be greater than his fantasy value. So I think stock down and I would be selling him uh, in Dynasty if I can get something of substance back. Uh, I think stock down on Curtis Samuel because there's another legitimate wide receiver there in Robbie Anderson. But on the same time, I'm going to say he's a buy. And the reason he's a buy is his value is substantially lower than it was last year. I know I bought him in places first round rookie picks. So his value is considerably lower. You probably could buy him for a third round rookie pick or a low second round rookie pick. And I think that there could be enough to go around to make him intriguing. I think in that, you know, I think Joe Brady could look at him as a chess piece and use him as a guy to potentially get carries out of the backfield. So maybe Christian McCaffrey doesn't handle as heavy a rushing workload at times uh, and get Curtis Samuel three or four, five touches as a running back, you know, in different things, jet sweeps, end the round, stuff like that. Occasional traditional handoff here or there, and then utilize him more in terms of his after the catch ability, maybe not vertically down the field as much as his ability has, because that's not really Teddy Bridgewater's game, but their scheme could create some, you know, wide open potential opportunities down the field, but I think Joe Brady is going to find a way to get him the ball in space and Curtis Samuel utilize his speed and athleticism and his playmaking ability. So I actually think he presents a decent value to buy, especially at the cost. And if they decide to move on a year from now, maybe another team is where he finally gets to see the, the target share that I think he warrants for his skill set. So while stock is down because of Robbie Anderson's there, I think buy opportunity at his current value is is something that I'm very intrigued with for sure. The tight end position, I think stock up on Ian Thomas because they didn't make any other moves at the tight end position of substance. And I he'd be a guy I'd be looking to buy. He probably would only cost you a mid tight end two type value. And I think he could potentially be a low tight end one this year. Uh, when he's got an opportunity, he's been a guy who's produced. So I know they have a lot of guys there. So he's probably number five on the pecking order. So I think there's going to be inconsistencies for sure. But I think... I I do think he's got the athleticism, the pass catching ability to create some mismatches uh, and be an intriguing guy there for the Panthers. If we take this to the next team in the NFC South, and that is the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, Drew Brees, I think I'm going to say stock neutral. I don't think anything's really changed on Drew Brees. I think he is who he is at this point. They haven't went out and invested a lot in other pass catchers that leads me to believe he's going to have like, you know, late in his career, you know, one of those Peyton Manning type late in his career years when, you know, he threw 50 touchdowns or whatever. I don't think that, I think he's still rock solid. I think he's a guy who will fluctuate between, you know, mid QB one and mid QB two based on the game, based on if it's in the dome, you know, based on the, the defense and, and what he's asked to do. So I still think that's the case. Uh, if people are looking at him as still a top six or top eight quarterback and you're not a contender, I'm fine selling him in Dynasty as well. But I think at this point, you kind of know who Drew Brees is. Uh, at the running back position, I would say stock neutral on Alvin Kamara. I think, you know, when we're talking about Alvin Kamara, I don't think much has changed in his situation. 
since Mark Ingram left there, you know, they haven't really replaced him. You know, they replaced him with Davis Murray, who's not on a level of Mark Ingram. So I think Alvin Kamara is still going to be a guy who is going to see plenty of work in the run game and the pass catching game. You know, I think pass catching game is where he's at his best, you know, last year, you know, obviously he didn't score many touchdowns. I think that will regress back, regress back the other way, maybe not back to the year when he scored like 18 or whatever it was, but I think he's a guy who's going to be in that eight to 10 or, you know, nine to 12 overall touchdown range. I think that's the type of season he's had. So I think he's right there in the top five overall dynasty running backs. Uh, if people aren't valuing him that way because of last year and the touchdown numbers, then take that as an opportunity to go get him uh, for sure. Latavius Murray, I think he's nothing more than a handcuff. He'd not be a guy I'd be looking to buy if someone wants him. You know, maybe the Alvin Kamara owner, if someone else has him, sell him off or something. Uh, I don't think he's got much fantasy value left in the tank. At the wide receiver position, Michael Thomas, I think, should be valued as right now the number one dynasty wide receiver. That does come with some level of concern, though, right? Because what if Drew Brees is retires after this year? Is there another guy that fits perfectly with Michael Thomas? Is there, you know, would they bring in a different style quarterback that maybe doesn't mesh as well? Those are all legitimate questions, you know, but Michael Thomas is going to be a guy who's going to be a hundred to 120 catch guy every single season. He's never going to be a guy that wins a lot vertically down the field, but I think he lives in that world of, 100 to 120 receptions, bare minimum. You know, obviously we we saw more. I think he's a guy who's going to be in that 8 to 12 touchdowns every year, like bare minimum. So I think right now, you know, because of that consistency, because of what we've seen him do, I do think he's a guy who should still be valued at the top of the wide receiver uh, for Dynasty for sure. Emmanuel Sanders, he'd be, I'd say, stocked down and I'd be looking to sell. And I don't think... You know, last year when he started out with Denver and then, you know, San Francisco, you know, he was, you could make the case he was number two on the depth chart, right? You know, or maybe he even was the best guy, you know, for San Francisco in terms of their pure wide receivers last year. You know, they had a rookie, you know, Devo Samuel, but I think this year he's going to be better real life player than fantasy player. I still think Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara is where this offense runs through. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jared Cook be more important to the offense than Emmanuel Sanders. So I think he'll be valuable in real life. I don't know if that'll translate to many consistent fantasy weeks. I think he'll have a couple spiked weeks here or there. If people are more excited about him because he's with the Saints, I look at it as an opportunity uh, to potentially sell him. I don't think he's going to see the target share that he's used to in the past. Uh, and obviously he's aging as well. So I'd be looking to get out. Traquan Smith, interesting, maybe cheap flyer to see if he could eventually emerge. But I, I do think as much as I liked him coming out and early on in his career, I think his opportunity may have passed on by now. Uh, I don't know if his dynasty value is ever going to get back to what it once was. Uh, so hopefully at some point people may be sold high on him. Uh, before, you know, his value kind of plummeted last year. At the tight end position, I think Jared Cook for one year is intriguing. I still think you can get him relatively cheaply, uh, but long-term, if again, if you're not a contender this year or next, I'd be looking to trade Jared Cook. I think he probably, this is probably his last year in New Orleans, then they might give Adam Trapman a chance or maybe bring in another veteran. Uh, but I could see this being Jared Cook's last year uh, with the Saints, uh, or if, if not, maybe one more after this. But you know, I think he could be a low tight end one, high tight end two for another year or two. But long term, I, I I think obviously with his age and potentially Drew Brees moving on, I don't think 
he's a guy that I'd be wanting to buy unless I'm just playing for a one or two year window in one league. I am. So, you know, I was a contender who needed a tight end. So I bought him, but it was at a relatively inexpensive cost of a third round rookie pick. Uh, but overall, he'd not be a guy I'd be actively looking to buy on too many of my dynasty teams. If we take this to the final team in the NFC South, and that is the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, Tom Brady, I think stock up on Tom Brady. Best weapons he's had in probably since the Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Rob Gronkowski season. Uh, so in that regard, stock up. He'd be a guy that if you're looking for a short window for a quarterback, I'd be looking to buy him in Dynasty. Uh, I think you probably can buy him as a QB2, and I think he's going to probably be a low-end QB1 with some spiked higher weeks this year. Uh, I like the cast that he has at his wide receivers. I think it's going to be interesting to kind of see him in a new offense. Uh, but I do think stock up playing with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans for sure. At the running back position, I don't want any of them. I've, I've made my feelings known on Keyshawn Vaughn on a lot of rookie shows. I'm not a big believer in him long term. I think next year they are very much, if you've seen a lot of things going around on the potential free agent running back class next year from Derrick Henry to Joe Mixon to Dalvin Cook to Kareem Hunt. I think the Bucks, if Tom Brady is still there, go the free agency route or go the first round running back route. I think they upgrade next year. So Keyshawn Vaughn is not a guy I want on any of my teams. I'd rather have him for one year in redraft or best ball than my dynasty team for sure. I think Ronald Jones is a guy, again, I think stock down because they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn. Some people might say stock neutral because Vaughn isn't a you know high caliber you know first or second round pick. I can understand that too. For real cheap, I wouldn't mind to get Ronald Jones on my dynasty roster as long as I understand. I think it's just for this year. I do think the the Bucks get their starting long term running back next year. Uh, so stock down on him. Uh, you know, Dare Ogubonle. You know, people think he could have some value this year. Again. Maybe some PPR value here or there, but not a guy I'd be wanting to invest in any long-term uh, capacity at all. If we take this to the wide receiver position, I think Chris Godwin, listen, I'm going to say stock neutral on Chris Godwin. I think his style of play meshes best with Tom Brady, uh, but I think the gunslinger mentality of Jameis Winston is not going to be there with Tom Brady. So I think we're going to have to hope for more efficiency from Chris Godwin with Tom Brady. Uh, because I think we might see this less overall pass attempts and less overall targets for Chris Godwin. But I still would say stock neutral. Uh, I still think he's a top five to seven dynasty wide receiver. So I would not be looking to sell him. If people are valuing him higher than that, I'd be looking, I'd be at least willing to listen, but I do love the player. So I'd probably say, you know, hold or buy if, if someone is, is overly concerned about it. I'd have to be blown away, like I said, and someone would have to pay top two, top three overall dynasty wide receiver value for me to consider uh, moving on from Chris Gowan. I will say stock slightly down on Mike Evans. I do worry about his game meshing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady has never really been, besides when he's had peak Randy Moss and peak Rob Gronkowski, you know, the throw it up mentality was why I was so concerned about Nikhil Harry last year. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with Mike Evans, but I do think Tom Brady's efficiency will bring out more, you know, and I think they'll get to the red zone a lot. So I think Mike Evans will have a very good productive red zone year. So I still think he's going to be a rock solid wide receiver too. 
I don't know if he's going to be a wide receiver one. So I don't know if like last year, both of them could be wide receiver ones. I think Mike Evans might take a, a small step back this year, but overall very talented player. So again, it would be a very big offer for me to be willing to move him. I, so I wouldn't be actively saying sell him in any way. If people are overly concerned about, you know, Tom Brady in the play style and he came at a value, I'd be willing to buy him too. So he's one of those guys that, you know, I think you kind of just wait it out with him and, and ride the waves that it might be. And I think there might be some waves in terms of, you know, touchdowns carrying a lot of his value. Uh, but Tom Brady will be much more consistent than Jameis Winston. So you had the ups and downs last year with Mike Evans with Jameis Winston. You might not have the spiked weeks this year with Mike Evans, but you might have some more consistency along the way. But I wouldn't be stunned if his overall numbers took a little bit of a dip uh, with Tom Brady at the quarterback position. Besides that, uh, you know, other wide receivers that were kind of there, you know, Justin Watson is a little bit intriguing. Scotty Miller, you know, obviously they drafted Tyler Johnson. We don't really know who's going to develop to be that third wide receiver there. I think he could have some value based on the lack of pass catching running backs they have, but I don't think any of them are really fantasy relevant from that group. I'd probably most intrigued to get Justin Watson on my dynasty roster late or Tyler Johnson more than Scotty Miller. Uh, but I do like Tyler Johnson's game. So I think he could eventually develop, maybe not this with the lack of an off season, but I could see a year from now, Tyler Johnson developing into their number three. So I don't really think there's a lot of long-term value there for Justin Watson or Scotty Miller, but I'm not, I'm not opposed to putting them on the back end of anybody's dynasty rosters and kind of waiting it out and see at the tight end position. I think stock, uh, I would say stock neutral on Rob Gronkowski. I don't think he goes into a situation that he's going to be force fed a ton of targets. And we don't know what a year off did, you know, obviously did it make him healthier completely and he's going to be back with a vengeance did it a year away, make him more prone to, you know, not be ready for the wear and tear, you know, and then he get hurt more easily. It's, it's tough to really know. He not, he would not be a guy that I'm actively looking to buy uh, for sure. And I actually, I probably would be looking to sell him on name value and name brand. Cause I think his name brand might carry more value than what he actually brings on the football field uh, in terms of fantasy this year. I think he'll bring a lot real life. I just don't know if it'll be consistent tight end one production, you know, or mid tight end one production, which I think people want or mid to low tight end one production. They can be more a little inconsistent. OJ Howard, obviously stocked down because of Rob Gronkowski, but I would look at this as an opportunity to buy OJ Howard. Maybe he never lives up to the potential in Tampa Bay, but he's a guy I still want to get on my roster uh, for sure, because I still believe long-term in OJ Howard. And maybe this is, you know, Eric Ebron having his best year, you know, when he got to the Colts after years of not living up to potential at all in Detroit. But I do think OJ Howard is still a very talented player. And I think there's going to come a time that he be, he fulfills some of that potential and is a tight end one. I just don't know if it's going to be with the Tampa Bay Bucks, So he's a guy that I think you can buy at a relatively cheaper value than years past. I would probably use this opportunity to buy him, hold him, and kind of wait and see what happens for sure. Maybe Robert Gronkowski gets injured and he starts having that tight end one value as soon as this year again. Maybe he gets traded somewhere. 
We don't know. But I do. I still believe in the talent enough to go buy him, even though his stock is down for this upcoming year for sure. So there it is, guys. Every team in the NFC South. Again, if you're enjoying these, please reach out. Any questions you want me to elaborate on, any players, prospects, uh, feel free to reach out on Twitter. Love interacting with all of you guys. And then, again, if you have missed out on parts one and two of the Dynasty Stock Report series, please go back and listen. Part one was the every team from the NFC East. Part two was talking about every team from the NFC north uh you know and i'll be back next episode to conclude the nfc talking about every team and relevant fantasy player from the nfc west so on behalf of our sound tech engineer david nakano and myself thank you for joining us and we look forward next time taking you from saturday to sunday